0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. We got the one and only Skylar. Day Coming on the show yeah, today. Yeah,
1: super excited for this one. I mean, Parenthood, it was one of my favorite storylines on Parenthood, yeah. was with Amy and Drew, and she's just phenomenal on that. And of course, we've got our little battle of she course. was on the Resident and Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to talk to her about that. And uh, did you guys know she's a singer? Yeah. She's also a musician, man. She writes and plays her own music, been touring on the clubs and stuff. So that's going to yeah, be fun. Yeah, if to you're talk in about.
0: the LA area, you've probably seen her perform. Yeah, no doubt. Phenomenal. Uh, check out her YouTube page. Like all of her music's up there. There. So it's really good. I can't wait for everybody to hear this one. Absolutely, man. It's going to be a fun one. Yeah. So it's later on, but let's get started with the show. <laughs> What's up guys, welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm, holy moly, episode 106, we are on.
1: Yes, 106, under quarantine.
0: Under quarantine. Under quarantine. Still doing it.
1: Like everybody else, what is it's a third of the world's population is under
0: quarantine yeah, man. or mandated to stay at home. That's us. Yeah. We're doing man. this thing from home. Yeah. So, you know. I mean, it's the beauty of having the home office. It is. It is.
1: We're, we are blessed enough to be able to do what we do wherever we are. Yeah. And, and that includes home. So,
0: um Yeah. It is what it is, man. It is what it is. We're taking all the precautionary terms, like doing all that good stuff, trying to stay safe uh, during this pandemic, and uh, yeah, man, I mean... I haven't touched (laughs) my face or anybody
1: else's face since they told me not to. Yeah, yeah. yeah, (laughs) I don't (laughs) blame you. I don't blame you. I wouldn't touch anybody else's face. No, no, you don't want to do that.
0: No. And wash
1: your hands. Wash your hands really
0: good. Exactly, exactly. Uh, (laughs) You know your host with the most. Myself, J-Lo Fantastic. I'm the one and only Mao. What's up? Oh, yeah. And we got a whole bunch of news to talk to you about. More than just the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. so happy about that.
1: (laughs) Because last week's industry news was corona, corona, corona. Corona. Yeah.
0: This week is kind
1: sprinkled with corona, but you
0: know, we've got some other stuff too, some exciting stuff. Exactly, so. exactly. Well, you know, before we get this thing started, we got to plug our merchandise website, crazyandmedia.com. You can get a shirt, you can get a hat, you can get it's true. a bonk bag. We're looking into bonk boxers. Bonk like, boxers, all man. All the good shit. We're going to make that shit happen.
1: Like, oh, my bonk goodness. Bonk boxers.
0: It's so fucking funny. Like, bonk <laughs> right on the crotch. You <laughs> never right. know. No, it's true. It's true. Oh, my goodness. So much good stuff. But yes, head over to crazyantmedia.com, click on the merchandise pad. Tab and start rocking your latest and greatest <laughs> crazy ant media gear. What do you think we're, I said? No,
1: we're not doing that. We're not selling those. Oh god. Like, no, oh no, no, no crazy ant media pads. No, <laughs> no. Oh my goodness. No. Oh, nobody wants that.
0: No, like, no, no. But we got uh, we got some somber news to talk about we at the do, very beginning. Man. The gambler himself, Kenny Rogers, passed away.
1: Yeah, if you guys missed it, he passed away last weekend, and uh, just. Mm. I, I, it's just such a significant loss for the music industry. Yeah. You know, I mean, six decades of touring. This guy was in the industry and toured and uh, six decades, guys. I mean, it just – I mean, we knew he was kind of like in kind of bad health because, you know, I think he did his last show in Nashville in like 2017 yeah. and then he just kind of like – became reclusive, you know, and kind of was not out in public and everything, but um, died at, what, 81? 81. um, From natural causes, though. I mean, we don't want to, you know, it was natural causes, just... 60 hard years on the road, man. That'll take its toll on anybody, really. Yeah,
0: not the corona pandemic. It wasn't affected by that. No, no. Well, It says that in the rundown. No, no. It says he was not affected by it. It says due to the corona pandemic.
1: Yeah, due to the pandemic, they're going to plan a small private service. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) that makes sense. (laughs) You got to read ahead a little bit, Makes sense. Yeah, no. Makes sense. No, so the funeral is affected by the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, that playwright was the one that died of the coronavirus right yes. yeah. Yeah. yeah which super crazy man I though. know especially the elderly they need to really watch themselves because you it's don't tr- want this happening to you no. or your elder family members no
1: it, it's a scary thing but um, you know you got to deal with it man I mean it's 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 everywhere and you know some people though some people get it. And you know, and while I don't think anyone should have to suffer through this, I really have no sympathy for this next one. Right? Um, Harvey Weinstein has yeah. coronavirus, guys. Yeah, he tested positive for the coronavirus in prison days after being transferred to the Windy Correctional Facility in New York City's Rikers Island. The convicted rapist now is in medical isolation. He's only one of two people in this like prison.
0: Yeah. Like what the f- what I know, I know. It just <laughs> sounds like some bullshit trying to get out of prison because of that shit. I,
1: I yeah, well, it's definitely keeping him from being transported to LA to face the L.A. charges. Yeah, so that like, makes sense. I mean, it's just crazy. Um, nine hundred and sixty-one capacity maximum security facility. But just one of two prisoners. <laughs> like, what the fuck? So, yeah, it's a pretty empty-ass thing. Um, the Department of Corrections did come out, though, and say that they don't believe he contracted it from the prison system. Mm. So, did he get it at at Bellevue, did it like back and forth between the travel? Uh, who knows? But again, I have no sympathy for this douchebag. No, like you know,
0: boo hoo, you got it. Yeah. It sounds seems like karma to me, yeah. Exactly. I, I mean, exactly, you know. and I mean, just speaking our minds, speaking our minds a little bit. I wouldn't be sad if he died of the coronavirus.
1: I mean, he's he's elderly, he's already facing health problems, he's sick, so I mean, they say he's. Uh, All right,
0: but, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. But because of all the shit that's going down with Harvey Weinstein, get this, Bill Cosby is now looking to try to f- serve the rest of his time at home because he is worried about yeah uh, getting the coronavirus Yeah,
1: this just sounds like some shady ass lawyering shit to me yeah. to get another scumbag out of jail okay like oh well harvey got it so bill could get it we've yeah. got to get bill out of there and let him serve it at home no no fuck,
0: no fuck bill that.
1: bill is a rapist he's a convicted rapist he belongs in prison exactly like, and again the Department of Corrections said, hey, hey, we test every day. We make sure what's going on. We're keeping the facility clean. You know, it's highly unlikely he's going to get it. There are other ways to get out of jail. Parole hearings, you know, or you, you your sentence could be commuted. Like, we're in charge of none of those things. No. He's not getting out just because he thinks he might get corona. So, um, like I said, just a douchebag move by the attorneys to try to get him out. Like, Bill, serve your fucking time, bro. Exactly. You serve did these things. Exactly. Fucking
0: pay your price. And admitted that he did it. Exactly. Like, like just, it's so annoying. But other annoying people in the industry news this and week. douchebag attorneys. Exactly.
1: Ugh.
0: Lori Laughlin,
1: Aunt <laughs> Becky. Yep. Aunt Becky and the husband, their lawyers are actually trying to say they were set up by the government. What the fuck? Well, y- yes. Yeah. As you guys know, they go, they're go. they scheduled to go to uh, trial in October, right? So they don't want to go to trial because <laughs> they are guilty as fuck. They yeah. don't want to go. So now the attorneys for Lori and her husband, Mossimo uh who, by the way, have you seen any of his shit in Target lately? Nope. No. Uh-uh, <laughs> nope. Uh-uh. Uh, they have officially sought to have the harsh college bribery scheme against their clients dismissed this week. The attorneys proclaimed in their filing in federal court that the feds pressured the scam charity boss William Singer into implicating the two Mm. and that it wasn't true. Guys like what? We've seen the photoshopped pictures of them on the crew. It's all fucking true. So now they're trying to make up this story that the feds somehow pressured this guy into implicating them even though it wasn't they weren't a part of
0: it right that is like the most made-up fucking defense ever exactly before this who was is gonna try to target aunt becky for some like legal troubles like what the fuck that no yeah doesn't happen no i mean this is ridiculous
1: to even suggest that the government would put pressure on him to implicate I mean come on now. Yeah, I know. You know why they're doing it because guys if they're convicted on all of the charges 50 years in prison. Aunt Becky could be facing 50 years yeah. in prison. I don't know if it'll be a full house, might be an empty <laughs> house like Harvey's but you know uh, but it's going to be the big house. Right. 50 fucking years in the big house. So they're trying anything to avoid it. Yeah, I, you know what though? They could have avoided it by doing what Felicity Huffman did and a lot of the other people that were charged and it did and pled guilty. Exactly. Showed some freaking remorse for deal. doing yeah. it, do you know, and 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 showed some sort of uh, you know, responsibility and maybe you'd have been out in a few weeks like Felicity was. But now you're facing 50 years. And I'm telling you, they just keep pissing the judge off more and more and more. I uh, this is a judge that already said they wanted to throw the book at him. Yeah, they wanted to put the harshest penalty on him. Well, you keep doing shit like this, you're exactly. all but assured you're getting the fifty fucking
0: years. Exactly. I mean, just, you got to be careful, man. I know. Just, just admit to your flaws. Admit to what yeah. you've done. Like trying to get around it in some sort of shady way is not the way to do it. No, like,
1: man. I, I just I can't even believe that this is like. Well, what I mean, you know, this is why lawyers get bad raps. Yeah, the Bill Cosby thing and uh, and these lawyer, it's like, come on, man. I know. I know you're supposed to do everything to give your clients a, a, you know the best possible defense, but not
0: make up shit. No, like
1: I mean, just come on, man. I know,
0: super fucked up, <sighs> super fucked up. Well, getting away from the legal shit, uh, this is super <laughs> crazy. This is super crazy. The U.S. box office, due to the ongoing impact of the COVID-19 virus, oh my goodness, set a zero dollar revenue yes. over last weekend.
1: Yes. For the first time in U.S. box office history, Yeah,
0: no revenue, mm. zero revenue. What? So needless to say, we're not talking about box office yeah, this week. <laughs> I mean,
1: that one just blew me away, and you know... I mean, basically, the impact has because there's been no movies, there's been no revenue, there's been no, you know, coming in. And all, right. And, and we've talked about this all last week about all the productions being shut down. The studios are basically closed. Yeah. I mean, the, the biggies, you know, like, like I you can't do it. I mean, they're closed with all production. There's no studio tours going on. I mean, like, basically, Hollywood is shut down.
0: Yeah. I mean, it really sucks for, like us. We're trying to get in the door. We're trying to get that meeting to pitch our projects but with everybody shut down that they're not taking these meetings. They're not taking these projects but it is good for people like us as well so we could work hard to try to perfect our projects as well. But yeah, yeah, I mean for the time being, we don't know what's going to happen.
1: No, in the Hollywood Reporter, I saw a really good interview today talking about how Hollywood may never be the same after this. Yeah, Even after it's all over and everything to try to... Because they're changing so many things. That 90-day yeah. release window from the time it's in the theaters to when it can come out on streaming and all. You know, now they're pushing everything out on streaming real exactly. quick. And they're, they're like bending and changing all these rules. And this article just kind of goes into the fact that once those are all changed, can you really swing the momentum back to the old exactly. way? Exactly. And so, I mean, we might be seeing a drastic change in Hollywood that, that might be irreversible. Yeah, and I mean, and, we
0: talk about each week the streaming wars. Like, I mean, it's... Slowly but steady, like, taking over the network broadcast system and everything like that. But this virus is really, like, making an impact on that stuff. So, obviously, everything's getting shut down so that maybe streaming service become the number one now.
1: Yeah. I, I It just... I don't know. There's a and, and we're going to talk about it a little bit too because some of the biggie studios are like adamant about their tent pole. But that's what we've talked about though. Yeah. I mean, Gallo, Bradley Gallo on our uh, interview last week said that he thought that theaters would just become event type, you, you know, places. Right. And um, that that's what I guess the studios they're like holding out on these tent pole movies instead of putting them on the streamer. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. But one thing I was really happy to see, uh, the DGA, the Directors Guild, yeah. Because we talked about this on last week's show too, that a lot of the uh, below the line crew is having a hard time right now. Because you know they work from project to project, and they don't make a lot of money, and and with everything shut down right now, they're hurting. And uh, but the Directors Guild came out and said that they have secured at least two weeks pay. Um, for all of the unit production managers and assistant directors, um, everybody that falls below the line um, from the major studios, they have secured at least two weeks pay uh, for that, and they're working really hard to get the directors some some assistance also that have been you know set aside on projects.
0: Directors are above
1: the line, so they make money. But um, uh, this is good, though. This is good. Yeah, that,
0: because that, like putting it in everyday form, these guys are basically freelancers from project to project. Yeah. They live. From project to project, so they need this.
1: They do, they do, and uh, but it's good to see their unions doing their job. Yeah, and, and representing and working and and working out these deals with the studios. By the way, and kudos to the studios because they're hurting. Yeah, with no revenue coming in at all in these studios, they're hurting right now. So to to pony up and pay. You know, even if it's just two weeks, you know, that's a big thing for the studios to do. So kudos to them for that.
0: Definitely, definitely. And I mean, we're talking about the studios, the mega juggernaut, like Mickey Mouse, Steamboat Will, you see my Funkos up here, you (laughs) see them, you see them. Disney Plus has officially launched in the UK, Ireland, Germany. Italy, Spain, Australia, Switzerland, with France joining the party on April 7th. So now everybody over there can enjoy the phenomenalness that is Disney Plus, and, yeah. which is amazing. Um, it's also including iOS, Android, with uh, Amazon and gaming consoles as well, like Xbox One, smart TVs, including LG, and uh, Samsung in the UK. Sky users can also get the app through SkyQ.
1: Yeah, so that's pretty cool because there was some question as to how limited it would be over there and to where you would have access right. to it. But apparently, whatever device you have, you're going to be able to get Disney+. Plus. Basically. So, I mean, that's cool.
0: Yeah, I um, mean, if anybody who has kids is probably signing up for Disney+, Plus, honestly, oh, because absolutely. with all this shit going on, like, Disney+, Plus is definitely the place to go, especially for, like uh, – uh, average grade school kids like this is perfect for yeah. like their everyday tv time
1: or just nostalgic old people like me yeah how many people out there our listeners were fans of spider-man and his amazing friends
0: yeah right come on
1: come on you know you were it's on Disney Plus under Marvel. Just go to the Marvel category, and boom, you can watch some of your old '80s cartoons. How awesome is that? It's a, they really do have something for everybody on Disney Plus. Yeah,
0: they really do. So that's cool. Exactly, and exactly. And as much as the television industry remains to be on hold amid this global production shutdown, animated series are still moving forward. Yeah. I mean, you got like The Simpsons, you got Bob's Burgers, Duncanville, Family Guy, like all that good stuff. It's moving forward, which makes sense because you really don't have to come in contact with people like face-to-face. And they have this awesome thing, this awesome program, I guess, that you can share each other's storyboards so where everybody can stay in the loop and everything keeps moving forward. So I'm excited to see... That move forward and to see if animation becomes more popular than what it is right now because of this. Yeah, and I mean, because depending on how long this thing lasts,
1: I mean, animation might be the only ones to move forward with new episodes. Right. I mean, we've we've talked about this relentlessly over the past couple of weeks, but so many productions are shut down. That animation might literally be the only thing you're going to see new stuff of. Yeah. So I mean that that's definitely interesting. For sure. Um, yeah. Like and, and the shows you brought up Simpsons, Bob's Burgers, Duncanville, they're still pumping out new episodes. Exactly. So <laughs> I mean, you know, that, that's where you got to go. And and again, Disney Plus. Yep. You know, a lot of that stuff's available on Disney Plus. And I mean, just you got to think about it, man.
0: Hell yeah. Hell I'm yeah.
1: excited about this next one. Oh, they had a too. couple of huge announcements, casting announcements for the Mandalorian. Speaking of Disney Plus, yes. right? Uh, I mean, we talked about this last week too. How many people signed up to Disney Plus just for the Mandalorian? Exactly. So, and now they're you know they're coming back or staying because of these two casting announcements: Rosario Dawson yep. and Michael Bean. Yes, both have been confirmed for season two. Uh, I guess I heard, though, Rosario is not going to be a, a series regular. Yeah. So I don't know how many episodes she's going to be in. could be like Ming-Na, where she was just in one, right. you know, or something. But um, super excited. You think you kind of know who she's going to be. They haven't confirmed this yet, but you kind of have a bead on who you think she might be?
0: Yeah. I mean, this character is really well known and really well really liked in the clone wars animated mm. series uh i really don't know how to pronounce her name but uh, uh <laughs> ashka probably wrong but um that is supposed to be anakin skywalker's padawan so yes. they have a connection there and we know that all of this takes place like after the stuff with Anakin turning into Darth Vader. Yeah, it's like set five years past that or, you know, so... Exactly, so she's going to play part in that to see maybe helping against them, trying to fight Darth Vader or like I don't know so it, I'm really interested to see what's I mean it makes
1: happen. sense well, while it hasn't been confirmed yet it totally makes sense they've already referenced the clone wars in the series Yeah. you know so I mean they, with the flashback scenes with mando they've already referenced the clone war so it would only make sense that something from that you know period comes into it and then Michael Bean yes that Michael Bean Terminator guys the one who saved Sarah Connor um you know and father John what everybody yeah. forgets that Michael Bean is the father of John Connor okay let's just say it He's going to be in it, and I'm super excited about that. And rumor has it he's playing, like, a a bounty hunter, and it's somebody from Mando's past. So that's going to be interesting. I mean, that's two huge names, dude. Like, in the sci-fi world. Bean is huge. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and obviously Rosario Dawson is just rocking and rolling with all the Marvel exactly. stuff. And
0: like, I mean. Exactly. Cory Booker is going to be a stormtrooper. <laughs> I'm calling it right now. Cory Booker is going to be a stormtrooper. I storm mean, trooper. why not, right? Yeah. Right? I mean, come on now. That'd be <laughs> that'd be perfect. Oh, my god, That would be so good. Hell so yeah. good. Hell yeah. But uh, get this, guys. Olivia Wilde, she's got a new film coming out. Uh, perfect about the Olympic gymnast Carrie Strug um has pre-sold to searchlight pictures and this one is going to be the hottest script on the market yeah this was in a big huge yeah. bidding war like all the biggies were going for it yeah fox
1: searchlight got it um everybody wanted it but i mean come on it's carrie scrugg i mean who doesn't remember that she does the perfect landing and sticks it but she's got like this busted leg yeah and she does the whole routine and everything and she she goes over the horse and she sticks the landing and then immediately grabs her leg because yeah. you know, she couldn't even stand, yet she sticks the landing and jumps into Bella's arms. Yeah, exactly. and, I mean, it's one of the most iconic you know Olympic moments ever. Yeah. So that's going to be really interesting. And I thought Booksmart was brilliant. Yeah. So I think Olivia Wilde has really proven herself as a director, and I think that's why this property was so hot and such a bidding war. I think everybody wanted
0: it. Yeah, so. I definitely think she's going to be up there with like the Patty Jenkins and all those Phenomenal female filmmakers, so I think she is definitely making some headway. I do. I I agree. I
1: I agree with you. I'm I'm excited to
0: see what she does.
1: No, I've always liked her as an actress. Yeah, I I thought she's always been really talented, but I I just I like the move behind the camera. I think she's got a lot of stories to tell. It's gonna be fun to watch.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Oh, I know (laughs) you. I know I'm not happy about this one.
1: (laughs) We talked about this last week, guys. All the shutdowns of production and all this kind of stuff, and this one's just like. (laughs) Last week we told you that Batman, you know, Warner Brothers had decided to halt production on the new Batman film with Zoe Kravitz and, and Matt Reeves' film, you know, um, for two weeks. For two weeks. Well, Matt Reeves has confirmed that that's no longer the case. It looks like it's going past that two weeks. Um, They are now halting it indefinitely Mm. until Warner Brothers gives them the okay that it's
0: safe to come back to work. I hate when they say indefinitely because it it just makes it sound like it's never (laughs) going to happen. Yeah,
1: and I mean, man, I was super pumped to see this one. And now if it it doesn't start picking back up even until the end of the year, this is one of those films where it's going to be a lot of post. Yeah. And then so that's – I mean how long is that going to delay the release of this film? Like, I know a lot of people – and, you know, it's already gone through all the crap with Ben Affleck pulling out and, like, the changes and then the recasting and all the kind of stuff. All the problems in pre-production and development that it's already seen and
0: now to go through this, ugh. I know. It really freaking sucks because I wonder how far they actually got on this and then are they going to be able to pick back up or are they just going to have to completely start over? That's what I'm worried about.
1: Yeah, it depends, I guess, on what they shot. Yeah. You know, I mean – I don't know. But I was pumped.
0: I was loving all the stuff we were seeing coming yeah. from the sets and everything. The teaser shit was really nice. I really loved the fucking Batmobile. So, oh, I the mean,
1: Batmobile is a muscle car? Yeah. Like It looked so badass. Exactly. And I can't say it enough. I really am excited about Zoe Kravitz Catwoman. Yeah. I just think that's going to be phenomenal. I haven't been that excited since Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman.
0: Yeah. And I think it's just going to be brilliant, and I'm kind of bumped. Yeah. And I mean, Warner Brothers, they're pushing back a lot of stuff, especially the uh, summer releases because of all this coronavirus. Uh, Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman 1984, that's now moving its uh, June 5th release date to August 14th. Mm -hmm. So, like, with that move, I mean, they did a lot of stuff. James Wan's horror movie, uh, Malignant... Is now off from August fourteenth and at an undated position, so I yeah. don't even know when that was. They they, come they out.
1: bumped him out for Wonder Woman yeah. nineteen eighty four. So, but uh, Scoob, like there was a bunch of movies that had to be shifted because they were moving Wonder yeah. Woman. But that puts to rest any of those rumors. There were so many rumors out there that Wonder Woman was going to go to digital. You know that they were just going to put it on HBO Max or streaming or whatever. No, they made that perfectly clear. Absolutely not. Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four is going. In the theaters and we're doing whatever we have to do to do that. Yeah. So then I guess mm-hmm. in response we won't see Black Widow Everybody was kind of hoping that we would see it on Disney, you know, Disney Plus, but it looks like they're going to hold up and say, well, if Wonder Woman's still going in the theater, yeah. Black Widow's still going to go. It's all about competing. And so, how we talked about this last week, how does that fuck with the Disney Plus Marvel shows yeah. that the movie is connected to? Who knows? Because people might
0: be confused by it- the shit. Like- yeah,
1: because it's all connected and it was supposed to lead into, Exactly. you know, Black Widow kicks off phase four. Yeah. So, how do you. Introduce stuff in
0: Phase Four that comes after Black Widow. If you haven't seen Black Widow yet, that's gonna fuck everything. Exactly. Up, they did a lot of changes, but uh, Christopher Nolan's tenant is not being moved. It's staying at that July seventeenth uh, anticipation global theatrical uh, release date. So. Yeah,
1: because they think, I guess, that you know, on a global scale, things might start calming down a little Hopefully. bit. Hopefully. So, um, yeah, that, that that's a gamble for sure. But yeah. wh- I mean, what are you gonna do? I, know. I mean, you got. <sighs> Ooh, this next one I'm really excited about. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, Titans. Are you guys fans of Titans? Hell yeah, you are. Like season three, we all know it's coming, right? Apparently a casting notice went out and it looks like a really obscure character Mm. is coming to Titans. And basically like if you don't know anything about the comic books, if you're just going strictly from the show and you've never read, uh, Teen Titans or New Teen Titans, um, You probably won't have no idea who this person is, but it's really exciting. Uh, (laughs) So let me – I don't want to mess it up. It is Daniel, a 16 to 17-year-old who comes from a rough background and is a prodigy with a knack for detective work. Now, if you're a fan of the comic books, you know that sounds an awful lot like Danny Chase, Phantasm. So uh, Marv Wolfman created him with Mike Collins, and he first appeared way back in 87 in the New Teen Titans annual number two. So I'm pumped because huge collector. I have all of the New Teen Titans books. And little fact, New Teen Titans, very first comic book I ever bought on my own. It was like my very first comic book, Uh, New Teen Titans number one marv wolfman george Perez. that's why i love the show so much man so i'm super pumped about this this is they're going they're changing him a little bit he's going to be asian instead of caucasian yeah you know they're, they're looking for an asian actor um and he didn't necessarily come from a rough background in the comic books his family were like scientists and and, and stuff. Yeah. so you know but they're titans is edgy so they're making him obviously a little bit more edgy but I love it. Yeah, I, you know, the, it sounds sound like like someone that's going to team up with Dick Grayson. Huh? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I mean, they, they've already brought in Superboy. They've already. I mean, I really like how they're introducing characters from all over. I wouldn't be surprised if we see they've made reference to Roy. Yeah. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised at all if we see Speedy at some point come in. Um, it's a nice blend of the new Teen Titans, but also. The original Titans, the yeah. original Teen Titans.
0: So I love this show, man. Yeah,
1: I'm just I'm excited about it. I'm yeah, just... they're
0: doing some great work. Honestly, uh, more exciting things for the DC fandom. Uh, the CW will be re-airing the huge crossover event, Crisis on Infinite Earths, in <sighs> April, giving the fans an opportunity to experience the end of the airverse as we know it.
1: Yes, it was a brilliant. Brilliant crossover event. I always like all their crossovers, but this one, again, being a huge comic book geek, obviously the Crisis on Infinite Earths was like a massive comic book, huge event, you know. And and just I thought they did it brilliantly. Yeah, I absolutely thought they did. Marv Wolfman was even involved in it. He he wrote part of it. Who, and if if you don't know, that's twice now we've dropped Marv. Um, but he wrote Crisis on Infinite Earths, so he even had a cameo
0: in it. Um, so it was just brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. And brilliant. it seems like they're reworking a lot of their release schedules as well. Cause it looks like on Monday, uh, an announcement came out that March 23rd, uh, the last episode of Supernatural will be coming out for the time being.
1: Yes. So. Yes.
0: Uh, and I mean, because of crisis, a lot of stuff's going to be preempted too.
1: Riverdale, Katie Keene and legacies are all going to be preempted while they air crisis. Yeah. So I don't know. Obviously, crisis was huge in the ratings for them. The the crossovers always are. So I'm guessing they're they're trying to capitalize not only on people being home and watching, but then also putting their high rated stuff on there. For sure. So I mean, but watch this, guys! If you haven't watched it, fucking watch it. It's brilliant, and it's goodbye, Ollie Queen. You know, this is the end for Arrow. So um, Green Arrow. So it's so good, so good, so good.
0: <laughs> uh, now, this next thing, Warner Brothers is doing an interesting thing with uh, HBO stars, all this good stuff. They're basically like giving you a free trial once for one thing, and then the next week's going to be for another thing. It's really interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they're breaking it up. They're gonna they're giving away all their free, you know, their premium channels for free. Yeah, basically. So, but they're breaking it up. You can't have them all at once. So, okay. Just to give you an example, this one's already started. It started uh, yesterday. So from – till April 4th, you can watch stars for free. And then Epics will be from April 4th to April 16th. HBO and Cinemax from April 17th to April 20th. So, there you go. Interesting. This is all coinciding. They're getting ready to launch HBO Max. Yeah. So, I'm guessing they're trying to get people pumped up with all of their premium content, you know, and say, hey, woo, come check this out for free kind of a thing. I just, I don't like the staggered thing. Just yeah. make them all available. Exactly. At, you know.
0: I think it would be really smart for the streaming service, at least while in quarantine, make all of them free for that free trial. And then when everything gets back back up and running see who sticks around i feel like that might be a smart idea
1: yeah exactly and they're already seeing because of coronavirus huge increases like just since last saturday um the 40 percent increase from its four week to week uh numbers like that's huge um, 65% of the prior weeks on HBO series movie viewing on HBO is up 70% from the, from the four week prior so they're already seeing huge increases exactly. so yeah, like you said see who sticks around if you give it to them for free these numbers guys those 65%, 70% and 40% jumps that's without it
0: being free Exactly. so
1: think about what that could be when they do it for free man I don't know I don't like the staggered thing though I don't, I know. I don't like
0: it I, it's really going to be interesting I don't know what they're going to to do with all that but uh i mean cbs is kind of doing the same thing mm-hmm. make it so number right. one <laughs> <You're> <laughs> at. yeah sure why not
1: what i was a star trek next generation guy <laughs> picard man if first of all if you haven't checked out star trek discovery on cbs all access you should have already had cbs all access for that that show kicks
0: ass yeah
1: but picard oh, So freaking good. Yes, Jean-Luc Picard is back, y'all. And it's a lot of the original cast members have cameoed on it. Seven and Nine from Deep Space Nine is on there. And just so much cool shit. The season finale is already coming up. I can't even believe that. The season finale is already coming up. And Sir Patrick Stewart himself gave a little gift. So that you can watch the Picard series and catch the season finale, he gave a little gift – if you put in the gift coupon Picard, you get a full month all the way until, like, I think April 23rd of CBS All Access for free just by putting Picard in there. You get a whole month for free, and you can watch all that. You can watch Star Trek Discovery. You can watch Picard, um, The Good Fight. Like, they got a lot of great shit on there. Fucking Survivor. So, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> seriously, they, it's – it's one of my favorites. It's not real expensive if you ke- decide to keep it after the month either. Uh, I mean, it, and the content
0: is great. Yeah. So, you know, I'd rumor say go has for it. has it this is going to be his uh, last season, right?
1: That's that's the rumor. I don't know because they're kind of hinting that maybe a brain transference is going to take place. And if that is the case, then maybe we see a younger actor take over as Picard, which, you know, a lot of people are already joking that they can't see anybody really doing it unless, you know um, – What's his face that, that from the X Men movies? No, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean would that would make sense. It that would, would be awesome. Sense. But um I I don't know. I mean, why sign up for it and be all excited about coming back if you're only gonna do
0: it for a season?
1: Yeah. You know, I feel like they're maybe they're they're playing with us, they're well, toying I, with us. Yeah.
0: Like maybe I don't know, maybe some flashback scenes. That's really popular right now. Maybe yeah. some flashback scenes of when he was Patrick Stewart and now a different guy. So I mean I don't know. Maybe it eh or maybe we just see
1: the the different actors, just the, the technology. Maybe they young up Sir Patrick, and he still voices it, and it's still him. They just use the technology yeah. to make him look like a different body. Yeah. I mean, that's possible, too.
0: Yeah. We don't and, know. And using our handy-dandy
1: IMDb Pro app, James McAvoy. James McAvoy. Yes, that's the guy. Um he would be cool. I would like to see him yeah. as a young Picard, yeah. but I mean, I like Sir Patrick. I know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> i just saying. He's just getting up there. He, he is. He is. But this show is a lot more heavy drama driven and, yeah. and dialogue driven. It's not like, you know, he's still doing all the robust action stuff. So, yeah. I don't know. Man, I don't yeah, know. I mean, it's
0: really going to be interesting. And uh, I'm sure everybody has seen this last week mm. that the Olympics got postponed a whole year. Like. 2021 is when it's going to happen, but they're going to call it the 2020 Olympics. Um, yeah. But this is this is a huge impact on the ad revenue sales, like which is super crazy. Uh, NBC Universal said it's working with advertisers on the fate of the 1.25 billion—that's a B—in ad sales already committed to the postponed. Tokyo Summer Olympics. That's a whole lot of money to possibly lose out on. And I mean, NBC, of course, declined to comment on the financial hit beyond the statement, but. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of money. Uh, it's
1: a lot of money. And the fact that they refused to comment, they said beyond this statement implies that it might be even bigger than yeah the one point two five billion. But that makes sense. I mean, everybody watches the Olympics and they're on for like weeks and yeah. so that's a lot of advertising revenue that NBC Universal is gonna lose. Yeah. Um Comcast cannot be happy about that. No, they, for like, sure. they just cannot. Um and they they follow Disney. By the way, they they sent out and they were selling some stuff to uh, relieve debt. Also, oh really? Um, yeah, they sold some bonds and stuff, just like Disney. I think they raised like four billion dollars. I would have to assume partly because of this. For I mean, sure. yeah. For anybody who doesn't know, they own NBC, Universal, Comcast. Does and I mean that's a hit they're taking. Yeah. So you gotta like Disney. They gotta raise that money to cover that debt. So yeah, man, super wild. <gasps> this next one though, this has been long rumored, yeah. right? Long rumored. And it is going to happen. Yeah. Across network CBS, NBC. Dick Wolf. Dick Wolf. Dick Wolf. Yes. Wolf Dick. Yes. Di- <laughs> Whoa. Ow! Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, Dick. We're we're sorry, Mr. (laughs) Wolf. Still come on the show. Still come on the show. Are you a fan of Chicago PD or any of the Chicago shows? Chicago PD, though, this is the story. And FBI, right? If you're a fan of those shows, both by Dick Wolf, they're doing a crossover. Yeah, man. They set it up on this most recent episode of Chicago PD. I'm super excited about this. It was long in the rumor going to happen. Yeah. And there was some question, like, could they make it happen because of the two networks are owned, obviously, by different people. Right. Um, and so there's a lot of stuff. I, I, and I know everybody kind of came out when they said, oh, it's this. CBS has done it before, though. They did it when Supergirl was on CBS and they did a crossover with Flash on the CW. But Newsflash, CBS owns – at that point owned part of the CW so it was kind of like, okay it was still same company right. this is totally different this is like Comcast owned NBC and CBS Viacom to own CBS you know crossing over so um, I'm super excited about this though I'm a huge Dick Wolf fan don't don you know law and order yeah the Chicago stuff it's yeah. all brilliant yeah. so I can't wait to see this I one.
0: wonder how in-depth the legality went into all of this. And I like don't know. what what network will it show on? Will it show on both networks or will it show on one or the other? Well, you
1: had to watch both like cuz like I said it kicked off on NBC yeah. with Chicago PD and now the next part of it is over on CBS. Mm. So uh I mean, I guess you're going to have to. Now, will they ever air on? I don't know. That's an excellent question. But right. you know,
0: it's like you get the rights to this episode, we get the rights to this episode. Right? So
1: Dick Wolf's been doing this forever, though. You know, when he had Homicide on, yeah, like like way back in the day, he would do crossovers with uh, Law and Order, SVU, and um, you know, and, and in fact, a couple of the characters from Homicide became part of the cast of SVU when Homicide Went Off. Yeah. So he's he's classic at merging all these shows and doing crossovers, but it's never been two different networks yeah. before. So and my guess would be with the legalities, it's like neither one wants to lose Dick Wolf. Exactly. So I bet both CBS's lawyers and NBC's lawyers, like whatever the fuck it takes, because we just talked about this, what, a couple of weeks ago that NBC just signed a huge new mega deal yeah. with Dick Wolf for all of the, you know, Chicago shows and the Law and Order shows and stuff. So they don't want to lose him. Yeah. And I'm guessing FBI and the FBI spinoff are doing really well for CBS. So they're like, fuck that. We don't want to lose him. So. Yeah. That's probably how that went down. Exactly. Like, whatever it takes. Whatever it, it? it takes. <laughs> he wants a fucking crossover. dude, the crossover. Exactly. Like, you know.
0: Exactly. So this next one doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, everybody's just kind of following suit. Mm-hmm. It seems like mm-hmm. uh, Netflix chief content officer. Ted Sarandos, the man himself. Yeah. Uh the company says the company works pretty far ahead on delivering new shows and so don't expect any disruption on new content coming to Netflix anytime soon. Anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah, over the next few months at least. Um and also he said that Netflix has offered 2 weeks pay for the workers on productions that had shut down and trying to keep productivity at, for as most employees as possible and he's also offering people to work from home.
1: Yeah, so. yeah, and this is on top of uh, they just announced. You know, last week we talked about it also that hundred million dollar fund to right. help pay for some of the performers and stuff. So on top of the already hundred million that they had committed, they're doing this now paying for the you know the couple of weeks. And exactly. Like, you know, it makes sense. The, you know, Netflix is one of the only entertainment stocks that has actually gone up instead of down during the crisis. Shit, which makes sense because they're a streamer and that's where yeah. everybody's
0: at right now. So that makes sense. So. Yeah, and I mean it says the Netflix. Netflix has also started paying the cast members on shows that have been affected by the coronavirus, which is being treated as a force measure uh, for the foreseeable uh, circumstances. Actors on series which are filming or about to go into production at time everything was put on hold are receiving uh, their minimum guarantees. So at least they are still getting some revenue coming in because, I mean, there's a lot of people that are just, That's it. Yeah. Not receiving anything.
1: I mean, and that, I mean, dude, that could be like literally tens of millions of dollars. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, some of these minimum guarantees, like if you were on, say, Stranger Things, you know, season four, and you're committed to all 10 episodes and you're making, you know, such and such million per episode, that's what they mean. Like, your minimum amount that you were guaranteed, that's what you're going to, I mean, that's a lot of money, man. Yeah. But good for them, though they're benefiting. Like I said, their stock has been up. They're benefiting from people being at home and watching more Netflix. So I mean, they should be paying.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you know, they're happy over there because less than a week after Netflix and Ava DuVernay were sued by ex prosecutor, uh, depicted for uh, what a defamation, basically. Yeah, they 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 won another trial, right? Yeah, yeah. They this this one was
1: really weird though. This, This trial was basically. From a company that basically came up with the interrogation process that was used against these 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 people in yeah. uh, you know in the Central Park Five, and they said that the movie depicted it in some sort of like all wrong kind of a way, and that that it it was it was bad and incorrect and and so the company that created this interrogation process said uh uh-uh, uh that's not how it goes down we can and they sued them for like pro- improperly using the technique or saying how the technique was used or whatever the judge threw the shit completely out like on its ass like like said the first amendment protect protects all that. This yeah. is fiction. They in no way implied that your company was was a part of this or this or that. And even though the company did create the interrogation, you know, that the thing in the movie was fictional. Yeah. And that's protected by the First Amendment. And it was just like
0: Tossed right the fuck out. Makes sense. But this, I mean, I think it says precedent for that next upcoming trial for the prosecutor. I
1: I think it does. I mean, you know, the the First Amendment gives a lot of leeway with fictional interpretations of real life stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean – and obviously Netflix's lawyers are gonna are gonna tout that. Hell yeah. I mean, because the same I would assume the same lawyers are, are gonna take on this next case that was just filed too. So um yeah, I, I think you're right. I think I think we're gonna see another win and I think Ava and them are Gonna be okay.
0: Hell yeah, hell yeah. And I mean, the last thing with Netflix, this is honestly by no surprise to me because I feel like they are trying to produce more family-friendly content, especially while the whole family is at home. Um, so they given a series order to Angry Birds Summer Madness uh, yeah. based on the iconic. Uh, world of Angry Birds from Cake and Rivio Entertainment, yeah, uh, set for a global premiere in 2021. Yep. And they're the same.
1: That's the company that did the Angry Birds movies. Yeah. And so it's going to have the same look and feel as the movies and everything. And and again, we just talked about this. animation. Animation is killing it right now. Exactly. They can continue to keep doing animation. So this only makes sense that they they get this deal done and, and move forward with this. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that. You know, Netflix is really popular and... Angry Birds is really popular, so I think this will be a hit for them. And like you said, they are trying to make a hard move into the children's programming. So um, it's going to be interesting.
0: Hell yeah. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) AMC, by no surprise, has announced that the season 10 finale of The Walking Dead will not air at its scheduled time because we are living it. Um, It's true. (laughs) With the (laughs) post-production delay due to the coronavirus shutdown, the current season will end on the 15th episode on... April 5th, and the finale will now appear as a special episode later in the year. Uh, AMC said that it will also offer first eight episodes of Season 10 free on AMC.com and the AMC app after April 5th episode, and that will go through... May 1st.
1: Which is, again, this is like one of those strange things because, okay, so they're going to end the season with the April 5th episode and push back what was supposed to be the season finale but this whole season they've been setting up the big Rick movie exactly. Remember, there's going to be a Walking Dead theatrical movie, and Rick is going to be in it. And they, they Michonne left last week, and she's. They hinted that her and Rick are going to hook back up. This is all going to be kind of big thing. That was. I mean, all of this has been leading to the season finale, which sets up this theatrical movie kind of stuff. So now what? You're going to end it on April 5th's episode and then just, oh, yeah, we'll just throw that season finale somewhere later on this year. Like, how does that, how is that going to, like, play with the whole movie thing? Like – I don't know.
0: I'm surprised that they lasted this long. I mean, I, I'm just mean, saying, after Carl died, it went downhill. Then now Negan's a good guy. it's just so fucking yeah, it, weird. It's, it's
1: really kind of just not the same show. No. It's not the same show. It used
0: to be like the hot thing. Everybody was talking about it anywhere you went. And now, like, you, no one really ever talks about this show. Well,
1: and you know what? And where I think it was kind of like it, it kind of lost a little steam is when Negan killed Glenn. Yeah. But my sure. my thing is is that everybody was all like super pumped about Negan coming on the show and if you were a fan of the graphic novel you knew exactly what was going to happen you knew what Negan was going to do yeah. and you knew how he was going to do it and everybody was like oh ah, and then they got pissed when he did it yeah it's like what the fuck I and then know. cause like then the ratings started to tank oh yeah. it's too violent it was grisly it's like that's what it fucking you knew this is what was going to happen and it just seems like ever since then then they didn't do the relationship between Negan and Carl yeah, you know which that. everybody was also excited about but it didn't happen and then Carl dies which wasn't supposed to happen Carl was supposed to take over for I mean like so I can see why it's kind of died
0: yeah I mean, I, mm, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if they really do move forward with the movies and if that will actually happen. Um, and if the movie flops, I think the whole thing is just going to be done.
1: I mean, yeah, because I mean, we've already talked about that they, they're they've got two or three new more spinoffs coming. Exactly. Like, but what happens if the movie fails? Do the spinoffs at that point? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe you should have just put it all to bed like a while ago. I think
0: exactly exactly. Uh, AMC is doing some other stuff. They have green lit uh, national anthem and eight episode musical dramedy. Our musical uh, dramedy anthology series. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're trying to follow Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. It yeah, you know, like... <laughs> and the
1: premise even sounds like it's about a family who's like at the top and they're kind of like, I, I guess, having a rough time. And, the, and you know, and they're falling back into society and trying to recoup from this like rough ride that they're and, – and they they do it through bursting into song routines mm. while they're dead. It sounds very familiar. Yeah. Me, you know, just like mm, – Zoey's is already doing that. Exactly. And they're doing it brilliantly. Do we need another show that's bursting in the song? Like, you know, with their, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and not from AMC. Yeah, Like, exactly. what's next, really a fucking weird. Walking Dead musical episode? Yeah. Like, no, God. nobody wants to see that. That would be like, so, bad.
0: so I don't, bad. I don't want to see that. No. I just, mm. Nor do I. Nor do I. But, ooh, this is pretty interesting. Yeah. Dr. Dre, his debut studio album, solo album, uh, The Chronic, is now being archived in the Library of Congress. Yes. All right. The National Recording Registry announced that Dr. Dre's classic has been among the latest musical releases to be considered of worthy preservation due to the importance of the cultural, historical, and just amazing nature of the culture.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, and for anybody who's not familiar with it, the the Library of Congress houses all kinds of music, all kinds of films, all kinds of television shows that they feel like made an impact on society and culture and should be preserved for everybody to see in the history of this country down the line long after we're gone. And Dr. Dre is part of that. That's epic. So, I mean, it is. I mean, and come on, chronic definitely had an a, a exactly. impact on culture. I mean, it it, it basically changed everything, uh, you know, from that standpoint, as far as hip-hop went. And, and I mean, it's a brilliant album. Agreed. So, yeah. Well,
0: wh- congratulations, Dre. Fucking epic. Uh, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but now it is time for our guest segment, guys. We tease it at the beginning of the episode. We got the one-only Sky of the Day coming on the show to talk about her career, her music, everything and anything possible she is just a phenomenal guest i can't wait till the up-and-comers listen to her because she i mean she's pretty established she's established she is and but very
1: grounded exactly like you know she's still so and you'll hear it throughout the interview she's so humble yeah like she's had all the success and like guys when you get picked for like one episode and then they expand the character and keep you around for three years you know that's part to your performance in the role and she's just so humble about oh no it was just every time i was like oh you're calling me back yeah it, it was. it's
0: good stuff man it's yeah. really good stuff seriously can't wait for everybody to hear it well here she is Skylar Day, welcome inside the Crazy Ant Farm. How are you today?
2: I'm just dandy. How are you?
1: (laughs) We're doing awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: Oh, yeah. We've got a lot of listeners and ourselves included that are huge fans of Parenthood and The Resident and so much stuff that you've got going on. Don't forget about Gray's.
0: That's a whole (laughs) war against me and him for medical (laughs) dramas. I'm a Gray's person. He's a residence person. It's
3: absolutely
1: true. It's absolutely true. So you're one of the (laughs) – our second guest, I think, that's been in that little – that's been on both and we've had yeah. with, so you know really you oh uh-huh. yeah <laughs> so uh and of course we we're going to be talking about the music career because you yeah, know you're heavily into the music also and have released some that lps it. so that's yep. gonna be exciting so um but what we first like to do is kind of introduce you to all of our listeners a little bit by having you kind of talk about how you got started in the industry and um how that kind of all came about is it something that you knew you always kind of wanted to do or did you kind of fall into it or talk about that a little bit? How'd you get started?
2: Oh yeah, I definitely, um, I definitely knew from a very young age that I wanted to, to do both music and, and acting. And, um, it's funny, I got into acting. So I started doing, um, commercials and print when I was like six years old Oh wow. and, um, yeah, I actually I have no idea how I got into that actually, <laughs> but my um, my parents are actually they they're from the gymnastics world. We had a gymnastics training center. Oh, okay. um, and my parents ran when uh, we lived in Georgia. That's where I was born and raised. And um, and then we ended up meeting a uh, an agent at the DMV. So that that was kind of random. <laughs> yes, uh, all places, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, apparently I, I decided to sing to this person because I was bored. I don't remember any of this, <laughs> but that's the story. And then um, I became very determined that I, I wanted to be an actor and I needed an agent. And then, um, so that's that's the commercial side of it. And then um, when I was 10, I told my parents that I wanted to get into, you know, film and TV. I was right. a very determined little thing. Um <laughs> Film and TV, and so I was like, if I get an agent, and then if I book the lead in a film by the time I'm 11, I was 10 at the time, then we would have to move to LA so I could
1: pursue my career. <laughs> well, and that's very um, ambitious, clearly.
2: Oh yeah, I ended up doing it though, and then we moved two years later. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there wow! You go. At 10, that's like fantastic. 10 or 11 years old, that's just crazy. Yeah,
2: yeah. So that's so that's how I that's how I started. Thankfully, I had supportive parents, so it's, um, you know, because otherwise I might still be back in Georgia doing who knows what.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, I mean, Georgia, it's one of the entertainment capitals of the country right now, especially Atlanta. I mean, you got so yeah. many productions that are L.A.-based but are filming in Georgia. you got so many TV shows, especially, like, The Resident that's filming in the Georgia. The Resident's back
2: in Georgia, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is so, it's so awesome to go home. And, uh, and that's so cool, and it's so funny because when when I left, I was thirteen, and that was kind of when the the film and TV industry in Atlanta was really starting to jump off, which is right. hilarious because the very first thing that I booked when I moved to LA, I had to go back to Atlanta for,
1: <laughs> which was
2: slightly confusing for me. Right? I was like, wait a minute. Hold
1: on, <laughs> absolutely. Uh,
2: yeah.
1: Well, uh, okay. So you 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 mentioned you did a lot of commercial work and voiceover work, right? So, yeah. So, well, yeah.
2: Just during that, yeah, a couple of years, yeah.
1: All right. So, what we we definitely want to jump in and talk about Parenthood because, man, the the storyline on Parenthood was intense, and by far one of my favorite storylines of the show for sure. Um, let's talk about that. How'd that all come about? How'd you get involved in Parenthood?
2: Oh my gosh, I love that show. I miss it so much. Right, um, us too. <laughs> I, oh my God, I'm like, come back. Well, I just, I just had an audition for it um, and went in, uh, I think I did a pre-read for it, which is just with the casting director and okay. then got a call back for, at the time it was only supposed to be A three-episode arc, right? um, Which uh, which is awesome because it turned into three seasons. But um, the I just had an audition with uh, Miles, which was awesome. I went in for producers and met with Miles, and and it's interesting um, because most of it is the script is written, but a lot of it was improvised. Mm, Right. It's kind of like you know you get the script, but then how you get it you can get from A to B. However. You please. Oh, very
3: nice. Of, That's,
2: which was awesome. I did not know that going into the uh-huh. audition. So suddenly they're like, cool, now, you know, just do your thing. I'm like, okay, what is that? What do you, what do you mean? Right, what so, does this mean?
0: Uh,
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, I was terrified because I was like, oh, my God. Because usually, you know, on most things, if you change a word here or there, they'll, you know, come and correct you. So right, right. <laughs> I Having that freedom was pretty – Awesome, but at first startling because I was like, "I, are you telling me that am I actually supposed to be doing this?" But then Miles just went off on this whole tangent, and I was like, "Oh, we're we're genuinely improvising on a drama, which is so cool." I I had such a such a blast during that audition.
1: Uh, was that able to carry over? I mean, did you have a lot of f- free, you know, ability to to improvise a bit on the actual filming of the show as well? Absolutely,
2: yeah. Yeah, which uh, when I I mean my first day on set, I didn't assume that I would. I thought that was just for the audition. Uh-huh. I just assumed that was to see if we had chemistry or, right, uh, which would make sense. But when yeah, when we got on set, it was kind of like, all right, guys, you know, do 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 as you please, and of course there were, you know, they have to keep us within a certain, like, right. we have to stay within the lines of the script and everything, but yeah, we had so much freedom, which is, I think why, I mean, Parenthood just has this feeling to it, which it feels so real, and why you feel like you're yeah. you're watching your family in a way, right. and I think it's because, you know, they're not worried about you running over another person's line, and you're not, it's, it doesn't have a sort of rigidness of a lot of TV, where, you know, it's... Um, yeah, you just have to stay within these parameters, and it's very strict, and um, so that was amazing.
1: So so I'm guessing since it was only supposed to be a three-episode arc to start out, you didn't know where it was headed down the line with, with, with no. the storyline that eventually came out. Um, what was that like? I mean, did you have some... Um, I guess, input as to where Amy was going or, or uh, how Amy was going to develop with the storyline? Were, were you able to input some stuff in there? Or?
2: No, I mean, I, I had no, I was just happy to have a job. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, every time they called me back, I was like, oh, really? Do you, you want me back again? That's, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, yeah, because I mean, again, it was supposed to be three episodes, so I knew, you know, we would meet and then we would have a date and then I'm like, they could have, easily just you know gotten rid of that storyline oh the date didn't go well well moving on you know um, so I yeah I definitely did not have any clue and I remember the um, the episode uh, with the abortion which was like that was a whole thing I I got a text from Miles and he's like you're pregnant he had only read the first half <laughs> oh my of goodness! <laughs> and I was like oh my god yay because I was thinking like Maybe I'll get pregnant, and we're going to have a baby. Right, right. And then it's going to be this whole thing. And then when it was one and done, I was like, no. No. Oh, my gosh. But, um, but yeah, so I had no idea the trajectory of of Amy and Drew at all
1: kind of an, I mean, an intense storyline and, and controversial back at that point, though. I mean, you're talking Absolutely. about, you know, the, the abortion and Miles, you know, character, Drew, wanting it, and and how does that all go down? It's accidental to begin with, and it, you know, I mean, it, it, it that's one of the things I really enjoyed about Parenthood, is that they weren't scared to touch on subjects that were going to get people to talk.
2: Oh, no, not, yeah, not at all. I mean, they say really, and it's, and it's cool, because it's, I mean that yeah that was such a touchy storyline, but they handled it in such a way where you got to see every side of it mm-hmm, and I thought that great. was um I thought that was so smart and it was really cool because Peter cross um, directed that episode
1: oh oh yeah, did. Oh, that yeah was, I, did not know that, that was
2: amazing yeah to have to have um you know because it was it was a pretty intense um you know episode to have an actor like him be a part of that in that way was, was really helpful.
1: Really yeah. cool. Talk about that a little bit, the cast, because it had to be one of the most phenomenal casts on television. I mean, yeah, it, seriously, uh, I, I don't, I, I, can't imagine anybody better for any of the roles. What was it? What was it like it being on a set? Because you came in, you know, like you said, season three, it's already established. You know, they've got this family, and you brought up a really good point. This is like a family dynamic where it, it truly felt that way, like you're watching your yeah. own family. So, what was it like walking into that? And, and kind of you know meeting everybody and kind of like okay here I am you know and kind of coming in.
2: What's well, interesting because coming in as a um, even as a recurring you're still you're still a guest star every uh-huh. you know every episode you're just you're a guest star so you're it's you're essentially a guest in someone else's house um, right. and that's kind of how it feels um, with most everything i've ever done i'm you know i'm coming in and i'm the new kid in in school <laughs> like, so it can be a nerve-wracking thing especially when it when it's been established it's different if you're you know coming on in the first season and everyone's still you know getting their um like establishing themselves in this kind of camp that you're creating right um but yeah it was it was. It was pretty nerve-wracking at first coming onto that set with all the... Because I had watched the show, so I was like, oh, there's Dex and there's... But everyone was incredible. Oh, Oh, my gosh. I remember sitting down next to Monica Potter the first time I met her when we were sitting down in the makeup chair and I just, I didn't know what to do, I was like, do I, do I introduce myself, I mean, this is, yeah, this is her house, this isn't my house, or should I introduce myself, does she introduce, and I'm sitting there, like, having a complete <laughs> meltdown, as I'm trying to figure out how to, how to, you know, be a human, and, um, and she was just trying to say and I was like, oh, okay, cool, we're all human beings here, right? I can stop <laughs> freaking out, it's all good, and like, <laughs> you didn't, you did to chill, Um, but it was great, and what's so cool about being on a set with that many amazing actors is—you just feel safe in the sense of you know that every episode is going to be amazing. Right. You know that it's just that what you guys are doing is going to be great, and that's that's a really cool feeling because you know when you go on something new, you you don't know. I mean, it could be shit. Exactly, <laughs> but, absolutely. So, um. Yeah, so that's a really cool feeling, just knowing that, having that kind of, um, yeah, that that feeling is
0: great. Yeah, that's kind of what uh, we had. Jason Ritter on the show, and that's kind of how he felt too. He felt like he became like part of the family, and he wanted to just keep coming back each week so he could be <laughs> yeah. like just a part of this. Especially with Lauren Graham, because they were dynamic, uh, uh, are yeah. freaking phenomenal. So, but yeah, I feel like that chemistry that you and Miles had together was just. That made part of the show for those couple of seasons. Like, it was so yeah. good. Everybody tuned in to watch what was going to happen between you two. So, yeah, yeah, kudos to you because it was just phenomenal acting and phenomenal chemistry between you and him.
2: Thank you. Kudos. And Miles is just incredible.
0: Yeah, he's agreed.
2: he's so broke. He broke during during the the episode about the pregnancy. He broke my heart. Oh my god! <laughs> that last scene when he goes and hugs Lauren grandma I'm just like, oh my god, this is. So-. I texted after that. I was like, you. Oh my like, Jesus, Lord. Oh my god. Right. So good. He's so good. I'm, I'm so excited for everything he's doing.
1: Oh, yeah. He's he's just kind of blown up since the show. Like it. Uh, oh, yeah. So that's awesome. Well, we got to talk about it a little bit because there's always rumblings, you know, and and Jason himself has said that it's a possibility, you know, of the the revival, you know, to find out where everybody's at or how's it going, you know, now that Zeke has passed and, and where's everybody at in life. Are are you totally down for that? Could we, could we see oh, Amy come gosh, back? Oh, my gosh, are you
2: kidding me? I'm like, let's do it. Let's get. Him. I will rally everyone. If, if what do I need to do? Right. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Um, oh hell yeah. We'll oh yeah, her, that yeah. would be amazing. I, I totally. I mean, I think we all agree that we, we want to see that. I mean, it, you know, they, they say let's wait a certain amount of time. We don't want to do it too soon, but we don't want to wait too long. And I, I think the time is now. I think I think yeah. uh, you know people want to know what's happening with the Bravermans. I,
0: I do. Exactly. So. Exactly. Well, in my opinion, I'm just gonna say it might take some heat for it, but I think this is a is a little tiny bit of a rip-off of Parenthood because I might take a little heat from that. But I'm just saying because Parenthood was the first show I ever watched that I literally cried every single yes. episode. Yes, agreed. So, and I mean, yeah. I feel like This Is agreed. Us is kind of following in the footsteps of that. I don't feel
2: me. like a lot of people have that theme <laughs>
0: in the <footsteps> that <laughs> yeah. uh, I just remember, I, I do, I remember
1: the finale of Parenthood and I don't think it was five minutes in I was bawling like a baby. Exactly. the entire yeah. episode I know. I was like because I mean let's be honest about it and maybe I th- it's always fun to talk to somebody that was actually on the show but that was also a fan of the show before they were on the exactly. show exactly I mean they set up from damn near the beginning that Zeke was gonna die yeah so you kind of knew yeah. this was where it was going and yet it still hit you and you're like damn like <laughs> I know. I know it's so good. Uh,
2: it's, yeah it's <laughs> yeah it's it was a heartbreaker yeah
3: all
1: right. And well, just
2: the fact that the show is ending at all, it feels like yeah. like, you know, your best friend is moving away or something.
1: Right. <laughs> yes. You, you know, you always have that little gap, that void for a couple of seasons. You're like, "What's my go-to now?" because this was my go-to, like, you know. Yeah. So Exactly. Uh, all right. Well, we'll so just basically, start basically We're going to
3: bring it back. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We're, we're going to
1: start the campaign right now to get Parenthood back <laughs> on the air. We just even if it's for just like one season like they did with Gilmore or something, you know, just go exactly. back Let's like see where a little it.
0: revival special, limited series it'd be phenomenal it would be i
1: like it
0: and (laughs) and you and drew have to be together
1: somehow some way that all works and and you guys are together we just have to have that happen yes (laughs) it's it's gonna happen (laughs) all right so now let's start our little war because logan like he said he's huge gray's anatomies fan i am and and i I was i was gray's anatomy fan too i'm not gonna say i i don't enjoy the show i do enjoy the show but i found the resident and i'm just like hooked on the resident so when you pop up I was like, Oh, wait a minute, that's Amy. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm like, yes. And the character is so fun. I mean the, the the first scene when you're just like you you basically just drop and you're like, I can't do this. What am I even here for? So good. Yeah. It was so good. Um oh, I
2: Go on, sorry. No, I was
1: gonna say talk about that because it, again, it was kind of like another one of those you're coming in. It's an established family, and you're jumping right into like this intense character. So talk about that. Yeah, I
2: mean, it was it was great, and this isn't an, this is another one of those. This was just uh, really supposed to be a guest star that I uh, <laughs> auditioned for it and uh, um, went to Georgia, shot it, came back, and then they and then they suddenly asked me to do another one. And I was like. Uh, okay <laughs> like, this, is, this is great so and then I just I actually just did another one. Um, so it's it's so awesome when that happens because um, you yeah it's just it's just the coolest thing but Emily Van Camp is the best.
1: I bet that scene and was just incredible.
2: Yeah I, I I absolutely love her and so um, I mean it was it was actually it was it was really it was oddly easy to walk onto that set. Really? Which was great because of because of Emily, but also um, I had uh, the director of that episode is Kelly Williams, who played my mother on um, my arc on Army Wives way back.
1: Wow, yeah. okay.
2: I didn't even know when that was, but um, so that was cool. So I was surrounded by these awesome ladies, and it was yeah, it was it was great. I I loved, it. and I you know getting to go home was so it was like it was just like a really it was a really easy set to walk on which is not always the case so it was great
1: so but i did hear you correct we are going to see more of claire we are you are coming back yes, <laughs> Fantastic. yes.
2: As, Unless i mean unless after this one they're like and then she disappeared forever you <laughs> know that could very well happen no it could I don't I know mean, if i'm d- supposed to say that i'm
1: <laughs> i don't even know oops <laughs> like, oh, oh, oh well it's breaking news here right now, also, yeah, oh, yeah. you know you know um i i'm uh, thrilled though because i love the character and i i do want to see how it progresses i mean the last episode you were in was again intense i mean let's pull over on the side of the road and just die under a tree right. It's kind of crazy yeah, yeah. um <laughs> You know, because uh, uh, yeah, you know, it's like she just got her grip, you know, she just figured out okay, I can do this and then this is what happens next, like oh my god, you know. Um (laughs) good stuff though, it's good stuff. (laughs)
0: Yeah, exactly. And even with Grey's Anatomy, you were on there, I think, the prime time for that show, because that's when all the all-stars were still there. I mean, you still had Arizona, you still had Calliope, you still had Justin Chambers, like, bouncing around with names, obviously. But you still, you were on there for the prime time. Now, I feel like, I mean, it's showing its age a little bit, I'm not going to lie, but what was it like to be on that set? That one's just like a well-oiled machine, so what was it like to come on that one?
2: Uh, that one was pretty terrifying.
0: <laughs> oh, I bet I can imagine. <laughs> yeah,
2: you know, it's it's Grace, Grace. There's just the all you have to say is Grace, and people know that that, right. that show is so <laughs> iconic. So yeah, that one. Um, I yeah, I just I remember the audition for that one. I had to like scream my head off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> going on to that set, yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. But I mainly remember um, laying in that the hospital bed with, like, they had, do you remember in the very beginning of the episode, my, my leg is, like, cut open and oh, yeah. spread yeah. out everywhere, that was meat, <laughs>
3: and oh, it was my goodness.
2: Oh. nasty, <laughs> so I remember, I mainly remember getting meat, like, rolled over all of, all over the <laughs> hospital bed, and being like, okay, um, oh. never had this. I love all the different experiences I
1: get. to Right, have. exactly. <laughs> and we love hearing about all those experiences. This guy, kind of, it's so awesome to be able to do what you do. And I see a little trend though. You see where you start off it's supposed to be just an episode, but then you pop up again and they start becoming recurring. I think that's a credit to what you do with the characters. So, Thank uh, you. yeah, I mean Yeah,
2: that's that's I've been lucky enough to have that happen um handful of times. I did that on Pretty Little Liars and yeah, a handful of other, other things. So that's – yeah, that's the that's the best. It, it feels – that's a very nice phone call. No, I, I can
1: phone. imagine.
2: And you're like, wait, wait, what? Well, and then you're like, this is a joke, but okay. <laughs>
1: She's so humble. I love she that. She is. Oh, uh, but, it, I mean, again, seriously though, huge kudos to you. I think it's what you've been able to do and your ability and skill as an actor to – to take the role and, and progress it and of course they're going to call back because they want to see more of it Um, so I'm thrilled like I said that you're going to be back on The Resident and everything but you're not let's not stop at the acting you're also a musician and songwriter yes. so let's talk yeah, about that I because I I mean you've released several EPs and I mean and you I saw this and, and correct me if I'm wrong but I saw that you submitted to a contest and you were like handpicked by Casey Musgraves is that right?
2: Yes oh my gosh I mean yeah that- she is she is my just ultimate i love her so much yes that um that was that happened last year i yeah i submitted my music i just i saw on her instagram that she was um partnering with this thing called an empowered by biz which is bumble biz is a um it's a networking app um it's from the same thing as like the Bumble dating app, but this is for purely for networking, which oh, okay. is it's really really cool. And so I submitted my music through them, and and basically the contest was to win a mentorship session with her, go to Austin City Limits festival, and get to sit down with her and pick her brain about music. And um, and I submitted. I, I I was like, well, this would be great because I love her. But you know, thousands of people were submitting, so. I submitted and then forgot about it, and then I got an email and I about lost my mind. <laughs> I, I thought it was again. I thought it was a joke. This seems to be my thing. I, I, I was like, wait a minute. This is this that email that you get that says like, thanks for submitting. We appreciate it and goodbye. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I got to go um, to Austin City Limits and sit down with her right before um, right before she went on to perform she was headlining and
1: it was just the coolest she's the greatest
0: so exciting
1: really (laughs) yeah I mean seriously so so do you see yourself moving forward in the music industry as well is that something you're going to try to balance with the acting and try and try to pursue both still or do you see yourself maybe yeah you don't see yourself leaning one way or the other no and it's
2: it's it's interesting because People always want me to choose. That's that's always the question. It's like which one? I'm like, there's. That's like choosing. It's like having twins and then having to pick which one you want. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, it's like no. These are my children. They're they're the the exact same. They were born at the same time. I I fell in love with music and acting uh, simultaneously, and I, you know, I, I started writing songs when I was. And I picked up the guitar when I was 14. Oh wow! And I've been performing and and writing and releasing music for a really long time, and and so it's it's always been it's always been there for me. And you know, the acting world is so up and down, and it's so crazy, and um, and there's not much you can control. And music is something I can be absolutely um, like held by in a, in a way. It's like my it's my thing I can turn to at all times, mm-hmm. which is, it's been amazing. You know, I can go write a song um, any, at any point, and it's not as easy to be like, all right, I'm going to head to a set anywhere. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, there are a lot of things that have to happen in order for an acting job to, to happen, and then uh, with music, I can just sit in a room and create something, which is cool.
1: Yeah, that's and completely self-taught. You said you picked up the guitar. It was all self-taught? Yeah. Wow. Yep,
2: I I just looked up things on YouTube, (laughs) songs on YouTube, and learned how to play them. My brother, I have a twin brother, and he... um, he also picked up the guitar at the same time. Oh wow! Um, so we kind of helped each other.
1: Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. you have a brother. Cool. Yeah. Right. Learning everything. Yeah. A oh, musician as well. Um, t- oh, okay. So, yeah. so the ideal situation, I think. I mean, let's just put this out there for the world to hear. Anyway, you should totally be like in a series about a musician because uh, you could do the best of both worlds, and I think it would be fantastic. Exactly.
2: <laughs> I'd be so down for that.
1: <laughs> write write some of your own music
0: for the series and everything it would be fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like, that would be awesome. <laughs> and I mean I love the music, honestly. It kinda it gives me this uh Sarah Bernelli's vibe, like really mellow, really like really easy to listen to. I just love what you're doing with that. Yeah, absolutely. Thank of you. Course, Thank of course. Of course. So what advice cuz you, you just seem
1: so humble and so down to earth and put together and and you have like this this great positive attitude about everything that you've kind of gone through in the process even just now talking about how things you can and can't control and everything so what advice would you give to people who are trying to break into the industry be it the music or the acting side um that you've that you've found useful and what pitfalls maybe for them to kind of avoid
2: um, well, first off, with music, I'd, I'd say get uh, learn an instrument early on, get like get into that so that you can uh, the reason I learned to play guitar was so that I could actually um, accompany myself. I wouldn't have to rely on on getting a band together or anything like that and then I started writing and so I'd say learn an instrument, start writing and post your stuff online so that people can find you and discover you and then you're also establishing your sound and i i think um yeah music wise that would be my advice acting i would say first off you really have to determine if it's what you want to do i think a lot of the time people look at it and think it's like oh that looks like fun which it is but the other side of it is it's a lot of a lot of hard work, a lot of rejection. So you have to love it so much to where that doesn't matter.
3: Right.
2: Um, so you know, get into acting classes and do your research and find out if you love getting in front of people and and telling stories and then being vulnerable and sharing really deep parts of yourself. And then if that's if you find that that's exciting and and you love that, then then go ahead with it. And then on the other side of it, fall in love with auditioning. That is major because most of the time you are going to be auditioning you're not going to be on a set right? and the set i feel like is like the cherry on top
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know that's the um you know it's you've got to fall in love with the the work and the process of it because if you don't and you put your happiness on the result which is getting the job you'll be such a miserable human being
3: <laughs> <laughs> keeping it <laughs> you around. know
2: yeah, so I I'd say that, and then um, and then as far as as far as like pitfalls, it's like um, again, it, I feel like it all for me, it all goes back to auditioning because I um, it's I think it's about not don't lose yourself in in the sense of um, and it's so cheesy, it's like be yourself. Well, yeah, okay, well, how do I do that? But I think it's really about. Um, like, don't try to be any anyone else when you're going out for something. So much of the time, you know, we try and figure out what the casting director or the producers might want. But right. you'll never be able to guess what they're looking for. And a lot of the time, they don't even know. So, and they're hoping you can walk in and show them. Mm-hmm. So, I think the thing is to, like, lean into your greatest advantage, which is that you are literally the only person who can do it like you. So just don't rob yourself of that by trying to be someone else. And, um, yeah, capitalize on what makes you special, what makes you you. And, yeah, you may not get it but because maybe you're not right for it because you're not right for everything. But um, you'll definitely make an impression that's really what you want to do because that's greater than getting one job. That's setting you up for a career. That was a very long-winded
1: answer. <laughs> no, you're good. Yeah, that was like very real. I, I love that advice. I always like when people say – don't lose yourself in the process exactly. and don't try to predict what somebody wants. Just give them what you feel you are. And I mean, I, I always think that's solid advice for anybody and, and for any career really, or for just yeah. life in general, you know, don't get, cause I feel like that's a, that's a life lesson too. Uh, you know, don't try to be what people want you to be, be yourself. And, and that's good yeah. enough. You know? Agreed.
2: Yeah. And it's not sustainable to try and be somebody else. You're going to, you're going to just be unhappy and you might as well, go be yourself and then enjoy what you're doing and then hell if if something comes out of it great but if not then at least you're enjoying yourself while you're doing it so i think that's the yeah
1: fantastic wow you have been an absolute gem to talk to today yeah seriously
2: well thank you this has been a (laughs) blast.
1: yeah no it's been really fun and and i just we really love people that come on the show that have such a positive upbeat attitude and just you know live life to the fullest and 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 chasing the dreams and doing what they love and and i mean you are a classic example of that so we just wish you continued success and we are going to start that campaign we want parenthood back uh- <laughs> i love that. we're
2: oh, starting, yeah starting a petition we'll get some signatures it'll be Right. right. <laughs> yeah. it's
1: all good it's all good but continued success i'm really excited to see where you go on the resident and uh we can't wait you know continued success with the music and just um yeah we are so thrilled that you came on to talk to us today
2: Oh, thank you. This has been awesome. Thanks for having me.
1: You bet. And open invite. Anytime you want to come back to talk about a new project or or talk about your music or whatever, or just come on to shoot the shit, open invite whenever you want. Definitely.
2: Sounds good. I'm down.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Well, listen, have a great rest of the week. And uh, like I said, we will be in touch soon. And just thanks so much.
2: All right. Thanks. Have a
1: good one. Uh You as well. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. She's awesome. Yeah. She was a lot of fun. I just, I, I mean... That is a really upbeat positive attitude about everything
0: yeah seriously yeah. seriously mean, and still so low t- level headed low to the ground like very humble about every situation very like knowledgeable that just better get used to an audition room because like she said, being on set that's that cherry on top. that's what you work so hard to get exactly but, like we heard from many other guests before it's like literally, auditioning and 1% actually acting and getting there, so... I, great words of advice honestly yeah
1: i mean truthfully I, I, she couldn't have said it better and i love that she has something like i, I she, it sounded very much like her music was her escape yeah like when she's not you know doing some acting work or she has had a couple of things where she's auditioned and maybe not got it like she said she just goes into the room and writes cuz she's right. completely in control of
0: that exactly and i
1: feel like that's good advice for writers or creators as well not just music but I agree. you know to, to sustain yourself so man yeah really
0: fun interview agreed agreed thank you again skylar day for coming on the show all right now it is time for the top five segment Ooh, this one was hard because we all know there's a lot of brilliant phenomenal fantastic any other great words out there <laughs> so many great franchises out there so this week's top five was top five favorite franchise standalone films
1: yeah, I, I, it was hard, but it was fun. It was. Because it just made me, at least anyway, reminisce about all these great franchises yeah. that we've been able to see. So, yeah. I mean, like,
0: yeah, I was thrilled, man. Definitely, it's definitely. I mean, uh, it was uh, so hard. Like, like I said, it was so hard. Um, but nine, number five was The Avengers. The first one, the original, I just think that was just such an iconic film to bring all of these major superheroes together on screen that was the first time something like that ever happened yeah at least in my lifetime i don't know if it happened in your lifetime no
1: it's the first time ever that anything is like is, is, that has happened so.
0: like so i yeah the avengers epic movie probably gonna watch it on disney plus after this recording <laughs> so yes <laughs> all right mine i'm going back i'm going back
1: rocky 4 i mean i Rocky – okay, there was like one film in the franchise that like just totally sucked ass, Rocky Five, Yeah. And and Stallone knew it, which is why Rocky – you know, Balboa happened. Yeah. And then, you know – but four for me, as awesome as the first couple were, like four for me was always the best. It's America versus Russia. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if it's I like, can do it, you get the it, we <laughs> all can do it, you know, and he's standing there with a flag wrapped around. And plus – the workout sequence in Russia, in yeah. the barn in the snow, has got to be one of the most you know cinematically epic things
0: you can ever watch. Yeah. So, like so fucking inspiring. Rocky like, four, Rocky four, Rocky oh, four. Oh man, uh, number four for me was Harry Potter: Prisoner of Azkaban. That is the third installment of the Harry Potter series. I've uh, never seen any. I of them. know. I, I, I so, know. I want to see them. I'm not a hater. You know, I'm not.
1: I I, I want to see them. I just for some reason have never seen any of. Them.
0: yeah i'm gonna get uh emily started on them tonight <laughs> so, so fucking yes you need to watch them as well there's eight there's are, eight okay well i need to watch them yeah, so yeah you I, do. I will. they're all two and a half hours phenomenal movies following all these wizards and warlocks and all these fucking amazing characters so good so good so many good actors attached to it too i, I know. mean i still can't oh, yes i know just, i'll get on it yes get on i will it. i will
1: okay okay my number four Batman Returns. Mm. I went to the Keaton franchise. Yeah. Because it's always been – I liked Christopher Nolan's. I, li- I thought Christian Bale was great. I liked the whole – but for me, Keaton's Batman is my Batman. Yeah. It, it, was, it was badass. It was epic. And I thought Batman Returns with Danny DeVito as Penguin and Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman was just spot on. Yeah. It, it was so damn good. If you haven't watched it, go back and watch Batman and Batman Returns. I'm telling you, it's so worth it. On DC
0: Universe, by the way, you can watch them right now. Yeah. There, there right you go. There. there you go. Um, my number three was The Dark Knight, and probably inspired by Batman <laughs> Returns. Um, I that's just the my Batman. That I mean, it's so hard to think about like Affleck and Robert Pattinson and all the others that might come after them. So yeah, Christian Bale, that is my Batman. Uh the Dark Knight, so freaking good. Heath Ledger as the Joker, mm. just phenomenal i loved his interpretation of the character but honestly the dark knight and the dark knight rises were both phenomenal films i yeah. mean what did you think about anne hathaway's catwoman
1: i i didn't hate it i didn't hate it i just thought it, it, it was a different version yeah you know um but all, all kidding you know you bring up you know like the comparisons and and stuff, Matt Reeves new Batman. I think very much inspired by Keaton's Batman. I mean, it's got, it's got penguin in it. It's got Catwoman in it. Uh, you know, it's like the same movie. (laughs) Basically there's a lot of similarities, but then a lot of differences, but I think Matt Reeves even might've said himself. He was inspired by the Keaton Batman or, or I, you know, Tim Burton's Batman. I keep wanting to say Keaton, but I mean, Tim Burton, um, Okay, my number three we're, we're gonna go back to the Avengers franchise here, but uh Captain America Winter Soldier. Oof. Yeah. For me, it, it's still and I geeked out over all of them even the ones people didn't like Thor you know two and and like you know uh, Iron Man three. I geeked out over those two even though they were kind of but for me, Captain America Winter Soldier is the best out of all of them. I just thought it was is the telltale superhero yet not superhero movie it was a spy adventure movie it was a political thriller it was like a, a superhero action movie it was like all of these things i just thought the russo brothers did a brilliant job with that
0: with that movie yeah and i mean that's the one that kind of kicked them off in the cinematic universe right yep i mean and that's why they fucking directed everything after that yeah they're fucking brilliant yeah i mean and, and it's yeah just brilliant agreed agreed uh number two for me was star wars return of the jedi that is honestly my favorite original star wars film i know a lot of people talk about empire strikes back is the best one out of that trilogy but nah i i love uh luke battling his dad darth vader and then like him having the soft spot and coming back and being good one with the force and everything being all all good and thinking you kill the Emperor, but you really don't. Uh, Spoilers, if you haven't seen uh, Rise of Skywalker. (gasps) What? Uh, Yeah, the Emperor's not dead. I'm with you, though.
1: I'm with you. Return of the Jedi was my favorite of the original trilogy as well. I I just, I really really like that. Who the fuck doesn't like the Ewoks? I know. I mean, come on, man. I I mean, how can that not be your favorite? Like, just, you know? know? I also went with a star for my second one, but I went Star Trek. Yeah. And for me... And I think a lot of Trekkers out there are with me on this one. My favorite in the franchise, hands down, Star Trek II: Wrath of Khan. Khan, yeah, I mean, come on, when Shatner's like Khan, and Spock dies, and it's a, that's that classic with the fingers on the on the the window after he's dying is like the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. There's so many iconic lines in that fucking film. It's just so fucking brilliant. I mean, just like.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. Oh my goodness! And I think number one is both of our favorite films. Um, for your number one was your favorite film, and my number one was my favorite. Yes, film, basically, no, by no surprise, number one for me is Home Alone Two: Lost in New York. <laughs> what the hell? Like fucking in the most amazing city in the world, and fucking Home Alone. Such a great freaking franchise. So, yeah, I'm sorry for geeking out a little bit, but that's that's my geek out. Totally. So. Yeah, I mean,
1: I get it. I get it. Mine, anybody who knows, Superman. Superman 2. I put Superman 2, but really Superman, the movie, and Superman 2 are just all like uh, one yeah, long movie. It's just you one know? continuation. And, and if I'm going to do it specifically, Superman 2, the Donner cut, because – you know, the added stuff that wasn't in there with the Richard Lester cut, you know, but Donner's cut. And, yeah, it's just fucking brilliant. I've said it time and time again. It's the movie that inspired me to want to do all this in the first place. It's just my favorite movie. You're right. Uh, it's just brilliant. Superman 2. Zod and, like, two. you know, just all the kick-ass, you know. I mean, it, it's brilliant.
0: Yeah. It's brilliant. Was Superman supposed to kill Zod? No. No? So they fucked up in Man of Steel?
1: Well, I mean, I liked the interpretation of Man of Steel. Yeah. I didn't have a problem with Superman killing him to save the Earth. Yeah. I did not have a problem with that. It's just in in my Superman, he figured out a way to do that without killing him. Yeah. He out-tricked him.
0: He out-tricked him.
1: He out-tricked him. Which he, would
0: make sense because he's the best superhero of all time. That's right. That's right.
1: <laughs> and in my Superman, you know, it, it was a big deal that he had sex with Lois. Yeah. He gave up his powers to have sex with Lois. mm Think about that. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> and they did it in the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah. Does he get his powers back? Yeah, that's how he outtricks them. Ah, like he he went in. He goes into this chamber with the red sun. It emulates red sun, which takes away his power. Um, and that's how he loses his powers. So. They he tricks Zod and the guys to come into the Fortress of Solitude, and they after he's got his powers back already, and they think they're forcing him back in there to get rid of his powers again. But he had somehow reversed it, so he was safe inside there, and the Red Sun was on the outside and fucked all them up without their powers. Ha (laughs) ha! Yeah,
0: it's like. Smart. <laughs> Smart guy. Smart guy. <laughs> um,
1: I could tell you the whole movie line yeah, yeah, for line just, if you want. I mean, we don't like, have enough time. No, we no, no. no. It's a good top five though. You see, that's what I was talking about. It makes you reminisce about these like epic things, you
0: know, like the movies that inspired us or like got us excited. Exactly. And, you know, it's, it's awesome so good so good uh but now it is time for the imdb pro top trending segment since we don't have any box office yeah, to talk about 0 uh, Jlo zero. was
1: spot on this time he's yeah. like you know it's hard to not predict zero when there's no movies yeah <laughs> like, Fucking crazy. well done
0: well done. Thank it's you. his most accurate top five uh, movies ever he like got it you nailed it thank you i do what i can i do what i can <laughs> um money and everything movies you could still go see None. None. nothing um, but yes, IMDb Pro top trending segment. We love this app. Oh, you literally saw us during when we were trying to figure out who would play Picard. Saw James McAvoy. Yes, I mean you know you just space some things sometimes. Sometimes so you, you do the, the like the names there, but you can't quite think of it. IMDb Pro. Exactly. I mean it's so worth it, guys. Nineteen ninety nine a month, and you can. It's basically an endless. Thing of knowledge like it's an endless resource of knowledge it is like so good so good but uh, the top trending movie this week, I have never even heard of this one. So What? I, I've You've never, never heard, heard of, of Contagion? I've never heard of Contagion. It makes total sense that it's
1: number one right
0: now, obviously, <laughs> because
1: of the pandemic that's going on. But, yeah, that's what it's all about, like, ah. uh, you
0: know, an outbreak of yeah. uh, of, a, of a contagious I'm disease. I'm still wanting Hulu to put Parasite on there so I can watch Parasite in the midst of all this yeah, shit. Yeah, and then I, I, I'm guessing, although Contagion took the top spot,
1: I'm guessing Outbreak is up there pretty close to yeah. Dustin Hoffman and stuff like that. But uh, any of those type films, I would guess, are booming right now. Yeah. So, makes total sense to me that Contagion is up there, number one, though.
0: Definitely, definitely. And the top trending TV show is Westworld right now. It's... Yeah,
1: yeah, because it's getting ready to the new
0: season, right? The new yeah. season's getting ready to debut,
1: and you can probably watch it for free on HBO on that certain weekend.
0: Exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. You know, so. Rewind That's right. and find that weekend so you can watch the latest season. <laughs> That's right. Oh my goodness! And the top trending star is—I mean, she's been bouncing back and forth. Anna Diarmas back in there.
1: Yeah, well, and I think she's trending now again uh, because um, the new trailer for Chris Evans' new movie ah. came out, and she's in that. So, yeah. um. You know they've reconnected. Uh, so yeah, just all over. I mean, she's she's pretty popular. She's killing it right now. So definitely, definitely.
0: But anyway, guys, that is our show. Thank you so much for coming on and getting a little crazy with us. Uh, episode 106 has been <laughs> phenomenal. Uh, we got to thank our guest one more time, Skylar Day, for coming yes. on the show, taking a little time out of her quarantine to just talk to us about her career and all that good stuff that happened in it because. We are huge fans of literally everything you've been in, yes. especially and, and, and Parenthood. And look,
1: we aren't kidding. We said it, and we're going to do it. We're going to ramp up that campaign to bring Parenthood back. Yeah. Right? Like For just sure. a reunion show. Come on. Yeah. Come
0: on. Come on, Katniss. Come on. Get it. Oh, my goodness. And be sure to follow her on social media, at Skyler Day, I believe, on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. Uh, follow us on social media, at Crazy Ant Media, anywhere you are on social media, we're Pinterest. We're some pinning Pinterest pinners. Mm -hmm. And we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all those good places. Make sure to follow us both personally, myself, at JLoFantastic everywhere, and CrazyAntGuy1970. (laughs) And make sure to subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast: Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio. If you like the visual podcast thing, watch us on YouTube and so many more, guys. We're everywhere. And be sure to visit our website, crazyantmedia.com, where you can... Read our professional bios. Look at our Inside the Crazy Ant farm page. Our favorite interviews are up there. And you can click on our merchandise tab and start rocking the latest and greatest Crazy Ant media gear. Because who wouldn't want a bonk bag, bonk shirt, bonk hat, bonk shirt. Like, all the good stuff. It's true. I mean, this has been a really fun episode. Less corona this time. Thank you. Yeah.
1: You know, I mean – and. I always like. I just. I love when we when we get into like like discussion about culture. Yeah. And and this show had a lot of that. You and know. Then- like and and it had a lot of stuff to do with um right and wrong. Yes. Which I really like too. You know. Like as as much as people, I, and this just goes back. And I, I love this reflective part of the show now. This goes back to what I'm always talking about, where if you don't force somebody to do something they will inherently do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Exactly. I think most people rebel against doing the right thing when they're forced to do it. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because, like, our industry is hurting right now. They are hurting. And yet you're seeing time and time again, we talk about it story after story, these people stepping up and still creating these funds or paying their people. Or, I mean, I I saw on Twitter, if you go through Twitter, Hillary uh, Burton um, if just off the top of my head there's like so many celebrities that are sewing surgical masks and donating them oh, to wow. the hospitals and stuff yeah. they're literally taking their time in quarantine and sewing to, to do thi- I mean that's what I'm talking about the, people will do the right thing Because people are inherently good. Exactly. Just
0: don't force them to do it. Let them do it, and they will do it. Exactly. And I mean, one of my favorite parts was probably learning about parenthood and how such a dramatic show like that family dynamic was a lot of improv. Yeah. That's crazy from the interview with Skylar Day. Like, I was so surprised to hear that when her audition process, like, she was just put in a room with Miles Teller, and they just went at it. They just were start talking real serious shit. And... It, that happened on set as well. Like, right. So I – so much – we learn so much from the guests that come on the podcast talk about their careers. We got suits. We got entertainers, uh, actors, directors, producers, and we have musicians as well. I mean Melinda Hale, she uh, gave us a lot of information about the music industry that we didn't know. Absolutely. So, and I there's, mean, there's so, so
1: many and, that are cross. Yeah. You know, like that, that do – all of it yeah. you know they sing and they and, and they act and they do it and so we learned like you said just so much from each one of them and and it's amazing uh, just their journeys. that's my favorite part about the interviews is the journey like, yeah. and everybody so far is different yeah everybody we've talked to has gotten to where they're at a different way exactly and, and yeah don't you find it interesting too when they they all have gotten there a different way but when it comes time to give you advice, They all have very similar advice to pass on to people trying to get into the industry, although they've all come up a different way. Yeah, Which is is really weird, right? It's amazing. It's it's like, oh, no, I just kind of jumped right into it. It was a success right away. Or I had to live in my car and wash at the gym, you know, the YMCA. Yet their advice was almost similar to, like, this is what you need to do. Exactly. It's it's just very cool. Exactly. They're
0: all just such good people and always doing the right thing. And, I mean, someone else who's always (laughs) doing the right thing, it seems like that way. We still want to get on our show.
3: Oprah!